Hello friends, Andy C. Luda here, and I want to welcome you to another episode of Living Your Best Life. This is coming to you with the compliments of Luda Life Coaches. And it is even my hope, even our prayer, that something said and done over these next few minutes will prove to be a tremendous asset to you. Well, I'm currently involved in a series entitled Defeating Your Own Worst Enemy When That Enemy Very Well May Be You. In this particular episode, I'm going to look at two self-defeating behaviorisms that we have been talking about here of late. One is unable to disconnect from work and then refusing to learn from mistakes. Well, let's begin right here with unable to disconnect from work. What does it mean to be unable to disconnect from work? Do you never come home from work? More and more lately, this is becoming a problem. With so many people working from home, the boundaries between personal life and work life are fading fast. What this means is we're not disconnecting from work. We find ourselves thinking about our jobs when we should be spending time with our family. We're checking work emails at the dinner table. We're even trying to get a last little bit of work in, curled up in bed with our laptops before going to sleep. In short, when you are unable to disconnect from work, there is never a moment when you're not working in some capacity. So, how does being unable to disconnect from work hold us back? You would think that putting all these extra hours into your job would get you ahead. This is not always the case. First of all, this constant connectivity will destroy your personal life. Second of all, you're sending a message to your boss that your time is not valuable. This means you're inviting yourself to be used relentlessly, generally without any kind of payout for your diligence. So, how do I spot when I'm unable to connect from work? If you can never put your phone down because you feel like you have to be on call, checking your emails, or doing other work-related tasks outside of the typical workday, you are unable to disconnect from work. If this seems extreme, ask yourself honestly just how often you are thinking about your work. Of course, everyone has passing thoughts about their job. It's when your job starts interfering with your personal life, this becomes concerning. But the best test, ask your family. If you're having trouble disconnecting from work, you might be surprised at the answer. So again, friends, how does being unable to disconnect from work and how do you deal with it? First, figure out what kind of boundaries you need for a healthy work-life balance. How much of your day do you want to spend working? How much time do you need for yourself? How much time do you wish to give to others? Here are some other things to consider. What are your job responsibilities? Some jobs do require you to be on call. For example, if you work in a medical field, 
It's not uncommon to need to be reached when you're home. If your job does not require you to be on call, you might want to question why are you putting in all of these extra hours? And then, what are the boundaries? When you were hired for the job, were you informed you would need to put extra hours in? What is the company policy for working overtime? Are there unwritten rules within your company that dictate you need to put in extra hours if you expect to get ahead? Or are you already working outside of the boundaries established initially? And then what constitutes an emergency? It's not uncommon to be asked to work extra hours when there's an emergency, but you need to know what emergencies look like. What about when the emergency's already over? Sometimes during a disaster, we put in extra hours and forget to revert to a regular schedule when the emergency is passed. And then how should you be using your vacation time? Are you taking time off for yourself? When you have trouble disconnecting from work, it's likely to have trouble enjoying vacation time. Try leaving the work laptop at home or if you must check in from time to time, set a schedule to do so. Well, friends, that takes up my discussion in this episode of not being able to disconnect from work. Let's look at the second half of our episode today, and that is refusing to learn from mistakes. What does it mean to refuse to learn from mistakes? When we refuse to learn from our mistakes, it means either we're not taking responsibility for our actions or we're only seeing as far as the disaster and no further. We're looking at failure as something entirely outside of ourselves, as though we play no part in it. After all, if we're all nothing but victims of the universe, then there is nothing else to learn. Friends, refusing to learn from mistakes can become crippling, especially given just how much there is to be gained by a careful examination of why the failure occurred in the first place. How does refusing to learn from mistakes hold us back? Anytime we have trouble accepting responsibility for our actions, it means we're not in a place to learn anything at all. This holds us back, keeping us from discovering new truths we might gain otherwise. As Thomas Edison said about the numerous attempts his team made when trying to make the light bulb work more efficiently, every failure taught them another way it could not be done. Imagine what the world would be like if he hadn't persevered and found a solution to the problem. And how did he get there? He used what he learned from his failures to try new filaments until they found a solution. The hard truth, we can never possibly get ahead if we don't use everything at our disposal to get there. This includes learning from our mistakes. So how do I spot when the refusing to learn from mistakes? The quick and easy way to see 
if you're refusing to learn from your mistakes is to ask if you're looking for somebody else to blame. Now, this is especially true if you're looking for something to blame, which is entirely outside of anyone's control. For example, if we say we got into an accident because the car slid on a wet road and blamed the rain for making the roadway wet, we might not be taking into account the fact that we were following the person in front of us too closely to be safe for weather conditions. Nor are we learning from this experience how to better drive safely in wet conditions. So how do I deal with refusing to learn from mistakes? Learning from your mistakes is a straightforward process if you follow these steps. You will have no problem in turning around your mindset from one of blame, embarrassment, and being closed off to one of learning and possibility. Okay, here's step number one. Acknowledge a mistake was made. Mm. Number two, exercise kindness without assigning blame. Number three, look at the situation as a learning opportunity rather than a disaster. Number four, explore the reasons why the mistake was made in the first place. Number five, make a plan to try again using the knowledge you gain. And then number six, now try again. Be ready to embrace the outcome, be it success or failure. Well, friends, that takes up all of my time for this episode and for this series itself. Friends, are you ready for success? Hopefully by now you've discovered you don't have to be on your you don't have to be your own worst enemy. Remember, there are many ways you can combat self-defeating behaviors and come out on top. As you go out into the world, if you discover the self-defeating behaviors creeping back into your lifestyle, don't despair. This is normal. It takes time to learn new habits. Cut yourself some slack and jump right back in where you were. Eventually, everything will click and those self-defeating behaviors will go away once and for all. Once this happens, success is yours. There is nothing you can accomplish when you stop holding yourself back. Well, again, friends, this is Andy C. Luter, and this is Luter Life Coaches Living Your Best Life. This particular series has been defeating your own worst enemy when that worst enemy very well may be you. Now, I want you to stay tuned and continue to follow us. I'll be launching a new series next week, and hopefully it will prove as effective and as productive as I pray this series has. Again, this is Andy C. Luter from Luter Life Coaches, and do know that God loves you. We love you. We look forward to seeing you soon. Therefore, go in peace, go in joy, go in love, and go in happiness, for the author of the same most certainly goes with you.